Another Thursday after to afternoon, lunch hour, which means it's time for another edition of Between Two Femmes with myself, Mabale Moloi. And me, Aspasia Karras. Now, you walked in here, you walked into the studio a little bit earlier, and you have, you oh. basically have a wardrobe in with you. I have, I have to change. What is going At on? In the, the show. You are always busy. Dash. What are dash. You, what are you doing after the show? We are hosting the Moiclip. Prix d'excellence de la beauté. Oh my gosh. Beauté. That sounds That's like, how I say it in French. That sounds like the kind of party I would never be invited to because I'm just not that classy. <laughs> I keep on inviting you, goddammit. No, I didn't come get to it. my party. I didn't. But this um, particular one is for the industry. Okay. Um, and it's the beauty awards. So, oh, okay. For, yeah. Okay. We have the judges, some and of which you've actually met here per, um, between two femmes. Yes. So the are beauty you editors. Are you, are, are you I'm involved always in? always judging. Well. Judging <laughs> you. Yeah. Judging everyone. Yeah. No, no, no. But specifically, um, yeah, they're beauty editors from various publications mm-hmm. who then, because they've had so much exposure to all the products all year, basically vote at the end. On the number of products, a number, let me tell you, they put in a gigantic three boxes of product arrive at their doorstep and they have to sift through it all and say these were the top products of the year. Okay, so very it's transparent. Very it's transparent. kind of like the product of the year awards where but for the face. But for the face <laughs> beauty products. Look, it's a multi possibly multi trillion dollar industry. Mm. So, so I've got my um, Suzanne Haynes frock here. It's very pretty. Yes it is. She had a fabulous show at Fashion Week last week. Amidst all the scandal. Are you talking about Gavin? We can't go back there. Uh, No, No, we're not. No, we're not. I've said everything I had to say last year (laughs) on this subject. (laughs) Okay, no, that's fine. We won't uh, let us not rehash. We won't go backwards. We'll be going forward. Let's go forwards to the women's news. Uh, Yes, let's do that immediately. Thank you very much. Let's start with Madonna because Madonna is in the news all over again. Um, no, not this, for falling this time. No, and then Armani said no. Actually, his clasp, nothing wrong with his clasp. Blah blah. It's her. <laughs> she she buggered it up. Do you know what? I I am so relieved. Okay, firstly, I was laughing. I was laughing hysterically when I saw the footage, and then I felt bad because you know what? Madonna is not a spring chicken. She could have easily broken something, injured something. You know, she's in. She's taking her supplements. Don't you worry. Now <laughs> she was being uh, interviewed by the New York Daily News, and she is explaining why she doesn't date older men, because you know, um, Guy Ritchie. On the occasion of her new album, that this is all going on. Yeah, here. there was a ten-year difference between her and Guy Ritchie when she was married to him. And then there was Timor Streffens, a, a man that she was linked to recently who's in his 20s. I mean, she's 50-something. So in this interview, she's explaining why she doesn't date older men or men who are older than her. And she says, You're well, only as young as the men you feel? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no. That's something else. Okay, what did she say? Well, she says, <laughs> most men my age are married with children. They're not dateable, a.k.a. they're not available. 
I have to say, what I read about Madonna this week, whatever, regardless, yeah. I mean, is that she is venturing into that Patricia Arquette territory, which caused a bit of scandal at the Oscars. Well, Patricia Arquette, uh, as part of her speech, was highlighting how, you know, it's well overdue for women in the Yes, in, in the yes. industry, acting, the arts, that whole thing, they should be getting paid the same amount as Which the men. Which we'll, 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 we'll get onto, but she also said that the great problem was that gay rights, um, and, uh, African Americans are getting way more, um, endorsement, advancement, etc. than women, said Madonna. Just like Patricia, which caused a huge outcry and furore. You'd think that she might have, like, sort of read the Twitters. At that point and decided mm. maybe not to say these things. But, and, and can one really agree with this craziness? But here is the point this week also. Mm. And this is the second item. I think we must move away, step away from the match. Okay. Uh, I, I, you don't want to spend any more time with her. I'm not going to get in your way. Go right ahead. The second item on our women's news today is that it is the UN Women's Conference taking place at the moment, at the very present, and it is 20 years after the last one, which was in Beijing. Jeez. So, so 20 what has years changed? since Beijing, what has changed? What has changed in well, the last... Well, there are some really good things. For example, as many girls as boys are now being enrolled in primary school, and that is like a huge sea change from 95, the last time they checked on these figures. Maternal mortality rates are down. So women aren't dying, trying. They aren't trying or dying in childbirth <laughs> because um, the they care might be that drinking they... more chai, and that <laughs> might be helping them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, that is good. And this is this is probably more applicable to you know third world countries. Absolutely. Uh, but in terms of the pay gap, well, more women are in the workforce, but the pay gap, which to which Patricia mm-hmm. and uh, Madge have been alluding to, is. Closing, but not a lot. It will take 75 years before women are paid the same as men. So not in my lifetime. Then. Not in our lifetime. Okay. Perhaps. But um, the most worrying thing from this conference is that 35% of women in the world, that's more than one in three, have had some form of, have reported some form of sexual or physical violence. So this figure is actually up. On what is going on. I don't know whether it's because they're reporting more. Well, I mean, this is an issue from 20 years ago and one in 10 girls under 18 has reported being sexually violated. And this is around the world. It sucks. This is an issue that we are all too familiar with here at home. It's something that we're always complaining about in the media. Just the other day, I heard that Malawi are apparently changing their laws, child laws, because you know, in Malawi, you're allowed to take a child bride. And I think that they've recently relooked those laws and they're changing them. So, you know, in an effort to try and protect these young girls, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's um, it's a serious problem. So there you go. Um, less of a serious problem. How about a bit of fun? I mean, you know, when it I comes to I'm all up for fun after that, <laughs> when it comes to getting in the mood, you know, maybe you have a special night planned with your partner. We all know about aphrodisiacs, right? The kind of foods that we that we go to when we really want to turn things on in the bedroom. Oysters. But champagne. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But now they've released a list of foods that you should apparently stay away from if you are planning a special night. I'm gonna go through some of these. Please, um, please. Licorice. 
Now, licorice has been linked to lowering testosterone levels. I have to tell you something very funny about this. Yeah. Somebody on this licorice, somebody was telling me that they had a dog that had a specific problem. It liked to eat poop. Dog that, poop. Mm, and the they do that said, sometimes. The vet said the only way to resolve it is to feed it licorice because it makes the poop unpalatable. Oh, wow. Clearly it makes other things unpalatable too. It, it interferes with among, among other things, testosterone, which you know is important to get that sex drive up. Um, cheese, dairy general is a libido killer. <gasps> Stay away from dairy. Also gives you bad dreams. What? If you're one of those people who roll over and go to sleep after their um, sexual engagement. Okay. Uh, beans, for obvious reasons, interferes with the digestive system. I mean, who, who wants to be dealing with flatulence when you're uh, under the cover, <laughs> so to speak? Now, here's an interesting thing, because I've always associated chocolate with, you know, like a sexy food, an aphrodisiac. But apparently chocolate, you should avoid um, you know, it also interferes with, with your sex drive. The only chocolate that you can <laughs> go to safely is dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is good for everything. Okay. It's less fattening. It's got all those like good chemicals in it, antioxidants among other things. It's good for you. So, uh, chocolate, well, if you're going see, the chocolate, chocolate route. Chocolate is clearly a substitute. Yes. Anyway. Um, French fries, hot dogs. I mean, any kind of saturated food really. Just stay away from that. It just kills the libido. So yeah, just there uh, you have it. There you have it. It's you know the red wine. Uh, stick with the red wine. Have your glass. You know it relaxes you. <laughs> I was reading an article where people were saying just try and have sex without wine. <laughs> For once, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to go there. No, no we but, don't. Um, here is my. I think before we close up the the women's news, yeah. we must touch on the circumstances around flabber. Okay, yes, we must, for a number of reasons. Um, I've seen quite a number of people when they see this picture of this this woman who allegedly stabbed him. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing that they say is, but she's so beautiful, you know, as if to suggest that a beautiful woman couldn't possibly be capable of something like this. Well, for me, you know, what's really interesting is that nobody is also railing to her defense in any way. So think about the last celebrity murder spate we had on quasi whatever, dolus eventualis, blah, blah. That would Which be. apparently manifested in Parliament last night, that very term. Oh. But, um, so Oscar Pistorius. But Oscar, people rallied around him. Women, men, everyone rallied around him. God forbid that uh, uh, this handsome hero could murder anyone. Right. But essentially there is this trend. Nobody's rallying around this girl. Even her her family are getting seriously harassed mm. for going to court to support her. I don't know if you saw that. I did. The there was some throwing bottles, swearing at her. And I thought that's that's very interesting because you see She's falling into like a kind of stereotype that we stereotype. She's this evil woman who killed a man. And it was, um, I mean, with a knife, with a knife, stabbed to the heart. heart. It's, it's almost poetic, but you do make a good point because I remember with Kelly Kumalo mm. and the, um, gosh, what's that guy's name? Yes. The soccer player. Totally v- villainized. Senzo. Um, 
I mean, she was also vilified in that whole instance. You know, she was the vilified, evil, villainized. Vilified Look at me. I'm just coining words and terminology. She was the evil mistress. She was the reason that he eventually died, even though she had nothing to do with the, with his actual death. I mean, I think so, it's interesting. It's just a point. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that this girl didn't like stab the fella through the heart, and it's terribly sad and tragic. Yeah, but. In in watching this news unfold, I've I've been quite fascinated. It's an interesting observation. You're absolutely right. Uh, so, coming up next, uh, how about a bit of inspiration for the afternoon? Exactly. We've got a 15 year old violinist protege, uh, Neo Mozart. So she's going to be joining us this afternoon, and uh, we're going to find out more about Neo. And uh, we'll, we'll also get Noah to play for us because you know, I'm deeply excited. Uh, me too. So that's coming up next on Between Two Fans. Dear future husband, here's a few things you need to know if you wanna be my one and only all my life. Megan Trainer on CliffCentral.com with Dear Future Husband. What a cute song. Cute right. And I know it's cute because our guest was bobbing her head to it as, as well, you know, just kind of <laughs> swaying along to the music. Uh, Neo Mozart, say welcome to the studio. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for inviting me. So, we are so delighted to have her here. I was wondering what she looked like. You know, <laughs> she's very beautiful. Very beautiful. Oh, she's got great. You. All of 15 years old and you are getting ready to kick off a five city tour because that's how good you are, madam. Thank you very <laughs> much. Um, no, what's, what's coming up next? I mean, tell us about this well, five maybe, city tour and, um, maybe we should start from the beginning. Uh, you know what? <laughs> oh, what's yeah, just, okay. You know what? Just go ahead. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Where 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 did you um, pick up the violin? Um, well, I started when I was six, um, and the way I started was my dad. He would take me and my family to go see concerts, um, classical concerts. Are you a Joburg girl? Yes. So but what? I was, like I was actually I was actually born in PE. Oh yeah. But I've stayed in jo- um, Johannesburg for most of my life. And so what? Like at the Linda Auditorium. Yeah, places like this. <laughs> and you thought what when you would go to these concerts and see these people playing all these different instruments? I mean, what was it that pulled you into that that world? It was actually very interesting um, because you could hear all the sounds that all the instruments would make, and I guess it's violin um, also because I could have like I could see it better, um, and I think I just. I took an interest to it than any other instrument there. I don't know why, but um, I really did like it. It was and the calling way it you. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, calling it your name. 
But I mean, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be good at this kind of thing, it's good to start early, right? And you said you started at age six. Yes, it is good to start early, especially with um, classical music. It really does help to start at a young age to learn things quicker. So now listen, I mean, I remember the, <laughs> the, the children who did the violin, like, if you start, if you take up, say, the piano or the flute, like, chances are you might stick with it because it sounds okay. Yeah. At the beginning. You know, like, how badly can you play fiddlesticks on the <laughs> piano? But when you pick up the violin, it's, it, it actually, it's damn difficult. It sounds horrible for a very long time. <laughs> like cats squeeching, <laughs> wailing, the concerts. You'd be going with your little piano, da, 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 everyone would say, hmm, genius. Yeah. And then the poor violinists would get up yeah, there and go, yeah. So here's my question. <laughs> How was it for you at sex? Did the, did you have a natural immediate affinity for it or did you have to go through the like sort of screech phase? Um, I did have to go to that, um, through that screechy, bad sounding, um, phase. Like everyone in the house had to go, <laughs> go through, through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's had the to, trick. Like go through that phase. But like once it passes, it, it feels good. Like you went through that little stepping stone and now you know how to play for real without sounding like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and they often talk about how important practice is. Practice, 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 practice. Yeah. How many hours would you find yourself? 99% oh, how much? practice, perspiration, yeah. 1% inspiration. I oh, mean, no. re- realistically speaking, how much time yeah. does one need to dedicate to, to an instrument if you are taking it seriously and if you're hoping to play it for decades to come? Um, well, actually, it's um, I, I'm homeschooled now. Okay. Um, but I did go that to school. That tells you how many hours you have to do. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I suppose if you want to be a professional violinist, yeah. which is what now has clearly entered the the professional sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been homeschooled for three years, but um, when I was at school, I wouldn't. Um, I would practice like two, three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but then two and a half years ago, I started with a new professor, a new teacher. And what is this teacher's name? Um, professor Jack Devitt in Cape Town. Oh my! Yes. Um, so I do fly down. Also, that's also why I started homeschooling, so that I the flexibility to fly down to Cape Town could be more now how did your parents how did they feel about the whole host homeschooling was it their idea was it your idea was it a recommendation and then you kind of all got together and make the decision how did that all go it was it was actually suggested by them okay um and i was i was like 12 so at first I was like, what? No, you're taking away from me from school, from my friends. So I was like skeptical. Yeah. Um, but then, um, when I started with the new teacher, I finally understood like it's needed. Like I need to do homeschooling. Now, do, does it work with teachers with these like amazing teachers that they have to almost choose you? Did the teacher also have to say, hmm, I think this child has genius on its side. <laughs> I'm going to embrace her. <laughs> Yeah, you do go through like an um audition. I can say audition um type thing and um a teacher can decide whether or not they'll take you as a student. Um 
that's where the practice comes in. Like they ask you questions, they hear you play, they give you like a trial lesson to see how you can cope. So yeah, it is like a yes or no type thing. <laughs> I'm gonna um I'm gonna take the moment to uh, show off a little bit here and say that my boyfriend also plays the violin, but he is nowhere near <laughs> as good or as professional oh, wow. as you are because you know he took it up as a child and then he, it kind of he he let go of it. Mm. So going forward for you, how where do you want to take this? Where do you see yourself taking this? Um, well, I definitely see myself like carrying on with it. Like I don't think it's something that I'll ever be able to stop. Mm. Um, so I'm going to probably go to school, like a musical school. Like Juilliard. Have yes. you have you got a dream board? We had um, the lovely Lyra here the other day, mm, mm. and she was telling us, because she was naked on our cover. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it like That's that. True, though. <laughs> it's totally true. The naked issue on Marie Claire, yes. <laughs> yes. But anyway, there she was. And what she said to us was that she had like a very specific set of dreams and aspirations. And she'd actually like sort of put them in words. Like specifically, she saw herself standing next to her Audi. She cut out a picture, put the Audi. Now she's. You know, a brand ambassador for Audi. So like that's precise. So my question to you is, have you very precisely said where you want to go? Not precisely, but like mm. I do, I do have dreams. Like I did have dreams, like this thing of doing a tour. Like it was a dream for me and now it's coming true, but I don't have like a specific type of dream board yet. You mm. see, now I'm giving <laughs> you the, the inside track. Yes. Mm. We got, we got from Lyra. Yeah. Directly. I'm hosting a dream party. Dream, <laughs> dream board party. Dream yeah, board yeah. party. It, yeah. it, it could get crazy, but I'm down for that. Uh, now tell me about what it's like to, to be a, a young musician in South Africa, you with the violin, because, you know, you often hear a lot of musicians complaining about how the arts are not very well supported in this country and how difficult it is for a musician. Now, I mean, you, you, you're 15 years old. Are yeah. these, are these things that you're thinking about, concerns that you have? Um, do you, you know, going forward and making this part of your future? T tell me about what it's like. Yeah. Well, now at 15, it's not as, um, hectic or as worrying as it would be for, um, Another grown music, musician. Mm. But obviously, like, you think about your future, like, do I want to be in an orchestra? Do I want to be a soloist? Do, um, and you have to think about all those, um, hard mm. gaps that come with each of them. Um, like with being a soloist, like, there's only so long you can go with being a soloist. Um, and maybe if I want to be in an orchestra, which is not really something that I'm thinking of now. Mm. Um, cause I'm enjoying being a soloist. Um, <laughs> have you but played though with the, like the Joburg Youth Orchestra? And no, I haven't, I haven't played with an orchestra, but recently I just started with chamber music. Oh, okay. Um, which is, um, like a quartet. Um, so yeah, I'm starting that. <laughs> now. Yes. I think that you need to whip out your violin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think we need to hear the soothing sounds <laughs> of Neo Mozaiti playing for us. Uh, do you need time to set up with your violin, or can no, you go straight right into now. it? Yeah, okay. I think let's do that. Um, 
If you'd like to join in on the conversation, uh, 0861 You can also message us straight to WeChat on the Cliff Central official account and then at cliffcentral.com on Twitter. Okay. No, take it away. Sent us a message saying beautiful. No, it is indeed beautiful. That was Michael Jackson's um, Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror. There <laughs> yes. you go. That is absolutely stunning. Thank you. Thank you so much. When you, <laughs> <laughs> when you play, um, this is something that always intrigues me about musicians. What are, what are you feeling in, in that moment? Because, you know, creative people are very in touch with with their feelings and with, uh, you know, how, how they're moved by different things, yeah. different sound and that, and that adds to your, your playing ability and adds to your skill as, as an artist. And just take me through how, how that process works for you because, you know, music can drive people to tears. Yeah. So you know that it's a very emotive, powerful tool. Yeah. Well, for me, it, it mostly depends on the song, the piece that I'm playing. Um, and also what I'm feeling at that moment. Like, for example, there was at my last concert, um, I was playing the prayer. I'm not sure if you know it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. The prayer. And, um, I was doing a tribute to Ndate mm. Nelson Mandela. Mm. So at that moment when I was playing it, I was like so overwhelmed with, um, this feeling that I actually started to cry. Like on stage And when I was done My mom was just like You're crying Why? <laughs> just like Because I feel Like something um, So um, It really depends On like What you're feeling At that mm. moment And the piece That you're playing um, And it really Can do wonders Like to mm. um, What you think And how you play Because um, the emotion Does affect The way you play Now tell us About your violin Is it like how long have you been with this violin? <laughs> are you in a, like a relationship? Are you in a, a, in a committed relationship <laughs> with a violin? You know, I am. But yeah. like, um, I really have. I've had this violin for five years. Yes. Okay. For five years now. Um, my last one, 
Um, my first one actually I really loved. Um, actually my second one because my first one was a box. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? And, and cause when I, when you start, I was six. Yeah. So yes. I can't start with a real violin. Okay. Also like the, Size. There's also there's not a small enough size for me. So I started with a box, like an actual box. Like I took a um, a snack box, yes, and then wrapped it um, with wrapping paper and took a ruler, <laughs> then stuck it at the back, oh and then I had word. like a little makeshift violin. Look for- at that! <laughs> <laughs> so she was meant to be the violin was calling her name. <laughs> yeah. So, and then my second violin, I really loved it. I like branded it as mine. Like I put stickers on it and I wrote on it. I wasn't supposed to do that, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Breaking the rules. That's okay. (laughs) A bit of a rebel. Yeah. So with each violin, there is like a connection with it. Mm. Um, You have to have some type of connection for you to play it well. Can't be this detached piece of Mm. wood. So, yeah. And is there a violin that you aspire to owning? Yeah, I mean, these things, things, uh, you know, these things come with names and different categories. And, you know, some of them cost more than a house. It's it's insane. (laughs) Yeah, like every violin is different. Like my last one was very loud Mm. um, by itself. Like it's not like I had to make the sound myself. Um, This one, it's, um, I love this one because it's very... Let's use the word normal. Mm. I have to do the loud and I have to do the softs. Um, so they have agency over it. Yeah, like I'm in control with it. So each one is different. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and is there a violinist that you kind of are dying to meet? Somebody who truly inspires you? There is. There's actually quite a few. Or um, maybe someone who's already dead. You'll have to like have them to your like... <laughs> dinner party in heaven <laughs> um, There is a few that I'd like to meet Like for example there's Sarah Chang There's Itzhak Perman There's David Garrett Like all the I like I watch their videos Yeah um, If I'm new If I'm learning a new piece And they've played that song I listen to them I try and play it like them um, So I'd love to meet them one day It would be incredible <laughs> The process of learning a new piece And learning how to play it Yeah um, I, I, I mean, I, su- I suppose there isn't really a, a definitive answer as to how long it takes you to learn a new piece and then for you to play it to your standards of what you think is good. But, you know, again, just let us in on the kind of discipline one needs and the, the, the work ethic that Maybe one Maybe she must just tell us what her day is like. Well, yeah. Because like, now, now you're homeschooled and, yeah. and you, you suggested that you're spending quite a, a lot of time playing the violin. Yeah. So what's an average day like for now? My day is actually pretty planned. Mm. Um, like since I started homeschooled, my dad um, made this makeshift program where everything is started in. So I wake up at around five, six, and then I practice for about two hours. Um, but that's just like <laughs> that is skills. Yeah, that is dedication. Is that skills? Um, it's technique. <laughs> technique. Okay. Um, so that can be a number of things: scales, bowing, um, shifting. All types of technique exercises. Um, so those are the first few hours. And then at school for about eight until 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do I you go online. Is there like online stuff? How do you, or is there stuff that you have to follow? It, it is online. Oh, okay. Um, I get my curriculum sent to me. Oh, okay. Um, like all of it. So I can. 
do it mm-hmm. within my pace. Um, how but again, that also requires on your part to be very dedicated yeah. and disciplined. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be sitting there for an hour just <laughs> looking at your, looking at looking one at page, your, your timeline <laughs> on Twitter. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it, it takes a lot of work, right? It does. It really does. Um, and it's she doesn't look at her timeline on Twitter. She told me she's only into Instagram. Oh well, you know what? <laughs> Unlike Mabali, <laughs> uh, I said Mabali, what is your Insta- your Instagram name? She was like, what? let's not go there. <laughs> like what? I, I really should be using my Instagram a lot better than I am. But okay, so Instagram is a thing for you. That's fine. Yeah. So then, from about eight to twelve, you're doing school. Yeah. And then, um, and then after that, it's obviously lunch. Um, eat, rest for a little bit, um, and then go back to practice, uh, for another two hours. And then I do my last, um, four to six of school. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the end of practicing, um, until I fall asleep. <laughs> that is a packed day. That's a full day. Yeah. You are more productive than most of us. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Oh no! You're more productive than somebody doing a normal uh, nine to five. I promise you, you are. You have a very full day. Um, And then, how do you then balance that with, you know, time with friends or going out to the movies? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, teenage things. And how how does the balance there come in? Um, You know, there has to be a reason why, like, I like for example, there are those times where. I asked my mom, can I please just go out and be a normal 15 year old? Um, but then also like special days, like my birthday or any mm. other, any other person's birthday or holidays, then it would be normal. But like times where it's supposed to be working time, then it's not much I can do. <laughs> it's actually the way you're describing your life is the way, say, a professional sports person has to. Exactly. Be. So exactly. you have to actually kind of, you have like a period of, you know, but the joy with music is that this will stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. Unlike the point that I was about to make, which I distracted myself with, okay. which is that sports people actually have an end point. Mm. So they will actually peak at like, I don't know, 28, 30, and then it's like done. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and ballerinas also, there's a, but the joy of the violin mm. is you could be playing this until until you're 60, 70, if you want no, to. Like, until she dies. Yeah. Like, for example, like I told you yeah. um, about my professor yeah. um, in Cape Town. He's still playing and he's 88 years old. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so you, you pretty much said for life. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> in, I mean, in, in terms of going to a musical school or something like that, um, would you consider studying outside of the country or is that something that you're dead set against? No, not really that I'm dead set against. Like I would, I would actually like to, mm. um, go overseas and learn new things, learn new ways how to play. Um, because, because that would be important for yeah. your, for your skill, right? Yeah. So even if like I come back, then I still have that new mindset, mm. um, and new techniques and new ways of playing with me. So yeah. There, I mean, I, I, I know that there are all these like sort of like you can go to summer school in Italy and play like master classes mm-hmm. and things. Is that sort of the sort of thing that you like yeah. dreaming of? Yes, definitely. There's a lot of, there's a lot of very good teachers around the world that I would just love to have, um, 
a moment with, like for them to teach me, um, teach me how to be great, as great as them. So yeah, definitely. Know me, know me, don't you know me? (laughs) Know me, Pierre said on Twitter that, um, that was also very beautiful, big starry star. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And so, um, could we have one more? Little well, intervention. wait, before, no, we will get there, but before we do that now, because, um, again, I'm, I'm just curious, what kind of music are you into? What do you listen to? True, true. Because, you what know. What do I listen to? Well, what do you, what, what, do, you what like do you like? To play? Firstly, what composer do you like? Mm. And then, who's okay. your favorite composer? And then, what do you actually like to listen to? <laughs> okay. Well, my favorite composer, I have to say, like, has been for a long time is Vivaldi. Um, I don't know. He's just been my favorite composer since forever. I think it's the way he writes his songs or the way pieces, pieces, sorry. Pieces, songs, pieces, okay. <laughs> the way he writes his pieces. Actually, it's not. Um, someone once told me that. You just changed your mind about who your favorite is. <laughs> no, 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 she didn't. No, 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 no. I'm, we're saying I'm going songs to what and she pieces. Says about songs oh, and okay, okay. My favorite composer is still Vivaldi. <laughs> um, <laughs> She's not fickle. <laughs> um, but the songs and pieces, someone told me that for classical music, it's pieces. And for every other music, it's songs. Hey, <laughs> I just learned something new. Yes. Um, okay, so that's your favorite composer. Yes. Uh, when you're listening to your iPod on a random day, what kind of variety of music do you will, will pop up on your playlists? Yeah, actually... In a way, I listen to everything. Yeah. Um, like I would listen to R&B, hip hop, um, sometimes house with, if my cousins are around. So it's not like I only listen to classical music. I do listen to everything else. Um, when I feel like it's <laughs> because they say with a musician, it actually makes sense for them to be able to listen to everything. Whereas, yeah. you know, somebody like me will be saying, no, 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 I only like hip hop and that's it. <laughs> but if you're a musician, you need to be able to listen to all genres because mm. you could also gather in, uh, inspiration from, from different genres. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I do listen to everything. Um, almost everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Play us something and then you must tell us about when and where your concerts are. Yes. Okay. Okay. But um, let's get ready to be moved once again. It's so beautiful. (laughs) The violin is such a pretty color. We must post a picture of her. Yeah, I do like it. It has a lot of scars, though. A lot of battle scars. Battle scars. (laughs) Have you been throwing your violin? You dropped it one too many times. No, or it's tossing yeah. it. It's such a peak, God damn it. Play it properly. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
a bit of uh, Opa. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, tell me where where do you get where do you feel the most strain when you're playing the violin? Because there's a lot of finger acrobatics that goes on there, which is very impressive. But where where does like does it hurt eventually after some time? Um, you know, it shouldn't. Um, oh, so, <laughs> so if it does hurt, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah, if like okay. if it's some like obviously your arms, especially if you practice a lot, your hands do get tired. Yeah, but it shouldn't come to a point where it like hurts very badly. Okay. So if it does, that means like you're either doing something wrong, practicing wrong, like using like for examples, for example, um, you have to use the right muscles, um, for violin, like my teacher always says like my power should come from my back um, instead of (laughs) okay (laughs) so do you have to do a lot of exercises um are you doing pilates and (laughs) building up your inner core yeah you know yoga that kind of thing what uh, um not necessarily for the violin (laughs) um um, i do exercises but not um not for the violin because um like i do Technique like exercises. Strength is mm. what I'm um, wondering. Mm. Yeah. Are you hitting the gym? <laughs> <laughs> Are you lifting those dumbbells? <laughs> yeah, let's say yes. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, for some people, like they do have to do that. They do have to um, build their arm strength um, or and their back muscles to play the violin. But I didn't have to because um, I was pretty She's natural. <laughs> yeah, but. Kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was pretty fine. Um, it's just my, what I work on, like technique on the violin, which still builds um, mm. what needs to be built. Okay, so now tell us about your five city tour that you're getting ready to kick off. First of all, when is that starting? It is going to be starting here, mm-hmm. um, uh, here at home in Johannesburg on the 28th of March at Yamaha Theatre at four o'clock. Where is the Yamaha Theatre? Um, it is on 19 Eastern Service Road, Calvin and Santon. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. And the, I mean, what is the, what is sort of like the theme or the, the whole motivation behind, behind this tour? Because, you know, you do, you do want to get a, a, a pretty poignant yeah. message across with what you're doing as well. Yeah. Besides us appreciating the beautiful music. <laughs> but what else are you hoping to achieve with this? Um, you know, actually, um, when I was nine, I started with home concerts um, at home. And then when I was 10, I asked my mom and dad if I could, like, make it bigger instead of just at home. So then, so you would invite people to come over to your house yes, and you'd play for them? Yes, to our house. That's nice. Um, and I played for them. Uh, actually, it was originally to um, for me to conquer my stage fright because I used to be <laughs> ah. I used to be afraid of the stage. So it was that was to help me with my stage fright. So then when I was 10, I thought I was ready. So then I asked them if I could make it bigger. So then that's what started the Neomutatze, the concerts. Hmm. Um, so now um, I would be doing it for five years. So I thought to celebrate um, the consecutive five years that I've been doing, I should make it more special. Um, so that's why the five cities. Um, <laughs> but also it's not, it's not just about me performing. It's also to... Inspire and encourage kids to, you know, go after their dreams and do what they want to do, whether it be music or whatever. Um, but just to say that they can do what they set their minds to.
So it kicks off in Johannesburg, and then where else will you? Where next after that? And then it goes to Bloemfontein. Okay. Uh, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> and then it actually goes to East London and PE, which is again where I was born, and also where my mother comes from. Um, and then it will be going to Cape Town, which is where my professor is, like I said, and it will end in Free State, um, which is where my dad's from. So each place has like a little thing. Piece of meaning. meaning. Yeah. yeah. Piece of meaning to it. Well, I'm very excited. Yeah. Now, are you going to be accompanied by other musicians yes, I, throughout I, the concert? Yes, I will be. Yeah. Um, I'll be playing with string quartets. Um, with a piano accompanist and I'll also be doing, um, some duets with Althea Steinberg, who is a flutist and a recordist. Um, and also Sergio Sampoli, who plays the accordion. Cool. Um, so yeah. And are, are you officially the youngest person on your tour? <laughs> um, no, there's my little sister. Oh, <laughs> what does your little sister do? She plays piano. Oh, oh, sweet. Is wow. she going to accompany you? Yeah. Well, not accompany me, but she's going to be there. She's oh, going to okay. be playing. And how oh, old is she? She is turning nine in June. <gasps> Imagine that. So are you guys a musical family? I mean, did, did, <laughs> did you get this from your parents? Do your parents also have that musical thing about them? Um, my grandfather did on my mom's side. Um, he played piano. Um, my mom didn't... Well... <laughs> So then it was passed down to me. My mom let me have it. (laughs) (laughs) My mom just let me take that part. Um, So, yeah. Fabulous. I think it's so exciting. Um, We are going to post the details online. Mm. So you can get them at um, both Cliff Central. Where do people buy tickets? Um, well, they can email at fezeka.mutsatse. That's F-E-Z-E-K-A dot M-O-T-S-A-T-S-E at vodomail.co.za. Or they can call at 082-784-2585. Well, now we wish you nothing but the best and success for your upcoming Five City Tour. You, you are amazing and you're beautiful. And um, I hope that very great things um, are in your future. And she's ahead. totally cheered us up. Yes, <laughs> no, definitely she has. But you see, this is what music does to you—the power of music. Thank so thank you, you very much for joining us, Noah, and good luck with your with your tour and everything else. Ah, oh, thank you so much. It okay. was nice meeting you. All right, uh, and then Ooh. coming up next after the break, you want to tell us about a little something that you're yes, doing. Yes, next week. Okay. I'm going to invite our lovely listeners. All right. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into that uh, between two fans on cliffcentral.com. Fuck it. Cause mama, I'm in love with a hot girl. Which don't get it. Fuck em. Cause mama, I'm in love with a hot girl. And they just don't get it. Little Wayne. Oh, babe. Start a fire. <laughs> yeah, what is a hacker? Uh, look, who? <laughs> Knows who actually knows. This is like one of those nerds who sits in the like sort of dark rooms. <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen, hacking the CIA oh. or something. Hackers can be really, really dangerous. Why, Why if you is ask he in me. love with the hacker? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> let's not go there. Um, Aspasia, let's yes, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up for it up, today, but though. Let's invite people first. Okay, go ahead. Because you know, next week it's Fashion Week again. <laughs> Again. Again. But on Wednesday afternoon, I am hosting a little trends talk at 3 p.m. 
at um, the Carvello store in Santon. Now, and uh, it's champagne, it's canapes, it's me telling you how to shop for winter, which shape boot to buy so that you don't waste your money. <laughs> so, um, can anybody just, just no, so pop I on mean, in? They can't pop in. Okay. So they have to be invited, but I am now extending the invitation to the lovely listeners. So, but, but, okay. And to Marie Claire readers. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And the first 10 people to tweet me now asking to come along. Hey now. Hey now. They can come. That's fantastic. So they must just tweet me with their names and everything and then we'll sort it out. Okay, great. And then we get to come over and see you. I'm going to come. Because she, she complains bitterly and every time I I invite her for bubbles. Okay. Yeah. Canapes. (laughs) Don't, well, it was just that one time for the bubbles and canapes. (laughs) No, actually I lie. I mean, isn't this just a, like a normal weekend for you? Yeah, exactly. Um, Tell them I'm not prepared to talk about trends unless (laughs) there is. Champagne involved. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can tweet at Aspasia Karas mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of that. And uh, when is the event actually happening? Next Wednesday at 3. Where? At the Santon City Carvela okay. sort All of right. flagship store. It's Great. incredibly beautiful in there. I was walking around this morning going, oh, can I have some of this? <laughs> can I? Good. Can my house Italian look like this? Italian stuff. <laughs> All right, fantastic. So we'll catch up with you then next week there. And then otherwise, we'll catch up with you next week, Thursday, right here on cliffcentral.com.